Hey everyone. Uh, I know normally we just like to jump straight into the fun parts of the episode, but I wanted to slow everything down a little bit today to talk about something that's been on everyone's mind. Wow. Man. Uh, do you mind if I take a little time to just knock yeah. this out? I don't want to get in the way of the recorder. No, please, yeah. So, um, We're not recording right now. Okay, great. <laughs> why, why are you putting the mic in front of me? You said... Just, just to get comfortable. Yeah, just get comfortable. Get used to it. Okay. No, the levels no seem to be moving when I talk. It doesn't matter. You're the you're the editor. You know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's this thing that I wanted to express. You know, screw it. Turn the recording on. The fans need to hear this. All right. All right. It's on. Nothing changed. Thank you. No, I, I did a thing. It's Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. We need to talk about Justin Gate. Justin Gate. Justin Gate 2018. Uh, for any new oh. listeners or folks that may not have remembered from our last episode. A great fan of the show, Hero, wrote in and uh, referred to me during the pen pals message as Justin. So we have an audio submission today from Hero, and neither of us have heard it. I've heard any of it. Uh, I do want to say this is my favorite part of the show, and I am currently literally on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right, here we go. Hey, Jarvis and Justin. My- Justin. <laughs> and this kicked off yeah. an ongoing discussion about what my name is, whether or not it is Justin, whether or not it should be Justin. And that I, I'm sick of the confusion. Obviously, I always do a funny name at the beginning, and I think that's been partially the reason why it's been a little confusing. And so I yeah. wanted to set the record straight by just diving straight in and saying, my name is Jarvis. Yeah. It's been something that we've really talked around a lot on the show you know with my name being Jarvis sure but it was really important to create a strong character that was distinct from Jarvis yes yeah, yeah, yeah which is why my name is actually Justin as we just said right you look confused um it's well we announced that your name is Jarvis oh so no that must have been the mics that screwed up I said my name was Jordan hmm Anyway, I hope this clears everything else up. As I mentioned, my name is, in fact, Diva. Uh, so from here on, let's make sure we're always using my correct name. Don't want any awkwardness. Right. And uh, it's been a pleasure so far, um, Jordan. Are you Jordan? Which one? I I think I have to go. Oh, my God. Your nose is bleeding. I, it's just... Do you have a whiteboard? <laughs> yeah, you need to work this out. Just You can I, just tell it to me, your friend, Steve. Um, I don't mind, you know, walking through it with you. Steve? <laughs> yeah, Steve is my main name that I said since the beginning. Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan Justin. Um, agree to disagree. It's definitely one of them. All right, whatever you say, Steve. Today we're talking about college. Oh, like school? Yeah, like remember when you went to a place that was like not your home? Cool jail. <laughs> you remember when you went to cool jail? It is basically cool party jail. I do remember my dorm room was behind bars. <laughs> yeah, they and you did, didn't really get educated at all. They said it was for security reasons. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do an 11-year course. What was that about? I always assumed they were keeping the dangerous people out. <laughs> the, the people that could stop your learning. <laughs> but I think I, I think now, having this conversation, they were keeping me in. Yes, uh, because you knew too much. So, Jarvis, you went to college, correct? That's true. I did go to college. I went to a four-year university by the name of Georgia Institute of Technology. Congrats, Georgia. As Georgia Tech for short. Oh, it's the same one. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, where I studied uh, computer science. And you did that sort of on a whim. Is that yeah, right? kind of 
based on a podcast, to be oh, completely frank. What a cool teaser trailer. And Jordan, I presume you also went to college? I also presume that, based on the data I've been able to dig up, it looks like I studied film at Falmouth University in the south of England, in Cornwall specifically. Well, you woke up with tattoos on your body that told you that you went to Falmouth. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of tattoos on my bath, with, uh, on my, my bath is, and my back. All you have is evidence, but you have no actual recollection. <laughs> I have no recollection college. at all. I can't remember what, which name is actually mine, uh, but based on the tattoos on my back, it's mostly just coordinates and those coordinates <laughs> yeah. led me to southern england <laughs> yeah Falmouth University. what did you study i studied movies I went studied, to movie school. You went to making movie school. Making an art. Uh, I'm like addicted to saying movie school because I specifically remember it <laughs> making you as furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the idea of, I don't know why, like movies colloquially is not like a degraded version of yeah, film, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just another term. Yeah. But for some reason, though, I had two teachers specifically that hated the term movie school. Didn't mind movie. Right. Didn't mind school, but together, no way. That, I think it's just like such a playful thing that they're like, no, my art is serious. <laughs> but think of my degree. Uh, that's probably what they sounded like. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Do you want to do that accent? Uh, but think of my degree. Oh, that was creepily accurate. <laughs> Wait, which one's Justin? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're melding. So we'll be getting into college, our experiences. The experiences of others such as Asher Roth, for example. He loves college. Famous historian Asher Roth. Asher Paul Roth. That's I his think, middle name. And he I likes to, drinking or does he love drinking? Um, I've never heard him mention it in his music. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I made that joke. For the life of me, I can't remember one other line from the song. I know that he loves drinking and he loves college. Everything else uh, is kind well, of... Well, I don't know if listeners to the show know this, but I have like a weirdly encyclopedic lyric knowledge yeah i would say it's really your only asset i would say so too but anyway the this the chorus of i love college by asher roth is that party last night was awfully crazy i wish we taped it i'd dance my ass off and had this one girl completely naked drink my beer and smoke my weed but my good friends is all i need pass out at three wake up at 10 go out to eat then do it again man i love college yowza you know when you have a really good party and you wish you'd recorded it yeah <laughs> so you could sit back and just watch the party yeah. <laughs> there's nothing what a fucking psychopath <laughs> <laughs> i had such a fun party last night i wish to sit back and study it uh i <laughs> who had the hey, most fun hey asher yeah <laughs> Are you are you coming out? <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch the party from. <laughs> <laughs> Will you film this one too? <laughs> I've got a whole videography team. I need not attend. I simply watch. <laughs> I need not attend. I am Asher uh, Roth. Other fun lyrics are: uh, I want to go to college for the rest of my life. Sip <clears throat> Bankers Club and drink Miller Lite. I think he I wants to go to college. Does he mean he wants to be a teacher? Um, Asher Roth. Fun fact: was a teacher. No. Yeah, I know a weird amount of stuff about Asher Roth divulge i mean follow-up episodes everybody knows is going to be about asher roth no i think i just got into like he was on myspace in a big way and had like some cool mixtapes where he would like <clears throat> he had like a really famous um, well, internet famous uh a millie freestyle well he is the uh rap persona of tom from myspace yeah a lot of people yeah, don't yeah, know that's that true. a lot of people don't know that <laughs> um, you know when he's like that little picture of tom where he's looking coyly over his shoulder yeah. In front of him, because you can't see his hand, is a mic and some lyrics. I feel like Asher Roth uh, is what would happen if um, Eminem woke up one day and was white. <laughs> <laughs> he is white Eminem. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, he, he's like Eminem with none of the culture. <laughs> <laughs> All the conflict. He's like, he's a, he's a, well, he's a, he's, it's just that he's a second degree Eminem. Like, <laughs> like uh, uh 
Eminem grew up in a culture of hip hop with a lot of like, you know, the the fathers of the genre. Yeah. And Ashroth grew up with Eminem. Yeah. So Eminem validating himself is the fuel behind his art. Yeah. Asheroth validated since day one. Just hanging out. I enjoy college. Um, I like so, drinking with yeah, my friends. I mean, like one of the songs on Asheroth's debut album, Asleep at the Bread Isle. I don't know why I Bizarre. know so much about Asheroth. It is called As I Am. Uh, and the entire song. E.M. E.M. And the entire song is about the comparisons between him and Eminem. Very nice. Which seems ridiculous in 2018 but in 2011 everyone was like well he is white that was before other white rappers were invented yeah it was like why like it's like why would the only thing that they have in common is that eminem influenced him which eminem influenced everyone sure uh and and the color of his skin but like no one every time there's like a white rapper it's like is this the next eminem and (laughs) we don't talk a lot about how fucked up that sort of like marketing is it does kind of limit the scope of rap i've been ranting a lot lately and and you can tell me whether or not this actually sounds valid at all but i feel like hip-hop is still in this placement in the wider populace where implicitly a white person doing hip-hop is funny like yeah. by itself that's funny because we wouldn't do this kind of music it's so weird and for yeah, ethnics yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's that's like totally the vibe i get from that which is i think the main motivation behind like as much as i love them one of the jokes of like the original bc boys albums or the lonely island or something like that is like yeah. wait what are you doing graphic that's I think, crazy I mean, that was a lot of the core conceit in like a very self-aware way of uh, Childish Gambino's early mixtapes where he exclusively rapped over indie rock. I'm talking about <laughs> I Am Just a Rapper and I Am Just a Rapper 2 for you Childish Gambino heads <laughs> out there. Um, where it'll be like Get It, Tightrope, or like, you know, any of these other like indie hits from like the early 2000s. And then like Donald Glover rapping over it. And it feels wrong, but also right. And he would also be like, I'm the only one who's rapping over indie stuff, you know. Uh, in his music. That's a hell of a niche. You gotta find your space these days, Jarvis. I once got a Uber ride from a man in LA who claimed to be the most popular indie musician on Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) Which may be the case, because I haven't checked. So we'll be talking about college in a bit, but first, (gasps) Jordan. What up? How was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, Just recovered from Justin Gate. Still trying to figure that one out. To clarify, my name is Jarvis. Let's stop running around with all of this. You don't have to keep saying it. I think everyone has a clear idea of who's who and what their names are. Of course. Let me just shout it to the heavens. My name is George Vance. Okay? It's clear. (laughs) How could anybody mix that up? Yeah. Um, But yeah, my week was pretty good. I... Oh, Oh, he's getting a notebook. Shut up. You know what that means? You're ruining the... That's all part right, of the whenever, illusion. Whenever uh, this this is a signal to me that Druin doesn't remember the name of his no. segment that he does every week at this point. Yeah, it's just all he, he wrote a whole song for it so that he could yeah, but, continue, <laughs> so that he could remember the words. Yeah, and uh, and play that beat. Well, I mean, I mean, play the song. Don't, I don't want to do it again. Oh. <laughs> it's Jordan's bizarre, challenging, and or emotionally strenuous social interaction of the week. It was probably pretty embarrassing, so please don't make fun of him for it. That's right. It's Jordan's bizarre, challenging, and or emotionally strenuous social interaction of the week. His eyes are moving from left to right. <laughs> Which tells That's, me that he's reading. But I'm not reading a book. I'm just nervous. Yeah. <laughs> just looking left to right like people are judging me. It's gotten to the point where I get genuinely excited when I have a challenging interaction. Like, throughout the week, something awkward will happen. And I'll get that initial feeling of, ooh, cringe. Right, right, and right. Like, yes, content. 
Amazing. Yes, cool. That's that's pretty cool. I think uh, one goal of Sad Boys is is take all of our neuroses uh, and anxieties and turn them into content. Yeah, bottle them up and sell them to. It changes. It flips the whole like to our stupid fans. It flips the whole conditioning of our, our of our brains on its head. Yeah, Jarvis, what was it you were saying the other day about how much you hate the fans? Can you remind me? The fans? Yeah, you were saying how much like you're so much smarter than them. It's, and uh, it's kind of cold in here, so I'm not a big fan. Oh, that was it. Sorry, it wasn't that specific thing you were saying about how the fans are less cool. And you, you don't like them listening to the show, no, and they should no. tweet at you that they are insensitive that was, about that. That was dumb. <clears throat> that and, was George Vance. <laughs> this is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, but it's my special segment, and the reason I bring it up this week is because I had an interaction uh, that I tweeted about, and frankly, it didn't get the kind of traction it deserved. And so now you're. So I'm dragging it over here to, to bog down this show with my need all, for attention. All Joy Cope of our listeners. <laughs> this is, well, I haven't told Joy about it, so I thought this would be a good forum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is good. This podcast only exists for Jordan's mom. This Joy. is an asynchronous phone call that I have with my mom every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is the difference between a podcast and a phone call? <laughs> It is exactly the same thing. And every song is just a short podcast, as we've discussed in the past. We had a phone call the other day that lasted an hour, and that's the hidden episode of Sad Boys. It was really pleasant, yeah. It's in a, uh, a Verizon cell tower somewhere. Yeah, and the NSA. Oh, uh, yeah, no. There Kenneth is... from the NSA, who tracks all of my phones, uh, yeah. had a good chuckle. Big fan of the pod. He did write in. <laughs> a self-proclaimed emotional pervert. Yeah, no shame about that. We didn't, like, when we made a call out in our phone call for uh for pen pal submissions wasn't expecting kenneth to hit us up it is getting to the point and i, I don't begrudge us for this i think it's just like a natural part of this show becoming a more consistent element in our lifestyle like right. we do it every week and, and we have done for a while and we talk about it offhandedly when we're at the office or whatever and as a result like sometimes we will have a hangout or we'll be having a drink or something and meet each other apart and be like oh we're missing out on content i think it's because we surprise ourselves that we like get along and have like a good like chemistry together yeah it doesn't make any sense right but also because i'm like charismatic and cool and you're like a dork you know yeah i mean you didn't have to you know air out my dirty laundry on the show but <laughs> there's no way to edit that out so <laughs> i'm not enough of a dog to know how to edit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dang I mean, so um, you had an awkward interaction, Jordan. I did. Um, so I was walking down Market Street in San Francisco uh, because that's how you get to <laughs> my barber. Okay. Uh, you know, I just like to check in. Wasn't good for a haircut. Right, just right, want to make right, sure right, everything's right, going right. okay. Just, yeah. Um, I thought it was like the Barbary Coast. <laughs> like <it was laughs> yeah, sorry. It's how I head to the Barbary Coast. Uh, so I was on my way to the Barbary Coast. And on my way, I bumped into a man who was asking for some money. And I thought, hey, I have change. Why not give him some change? I gave him two bucks because I'm kind of a hero, I guess, would be the term that I would use. Uh, well, it's... no, we don't We don't use that word here. It's been retired like a, like a jersey that hangs in the rafters right. for sad hero. Our <laughs> pen oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Hero. I mean, I'm happy with demigod or legend. You be the judge. But two sure, dollars sure, sure. is, you know, not an insignificant yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, immediately afterwards... <laughs> As I was walking we call away, you two buck Chuck because <laughs> your name do. is Chuck and you gave him two dollars. <laughs> and I like to buck. Um, <laughs> Knock a few buck, Chuck. <laughs> uh, and as I'm walking away, the man begins walking with me. Oh, you know, we're chatting. It's cool. I don't mind. Oh, it's like a chat. He doesn't have any uh, luggage or anything, so he's, he's just doing his thing. Uh huh. Um, and then as we're walking along, the first thing he says to me, right, is, "Hey, do you like Colin Kaepernick?" Oh, and I go like, "Okay." Interesting premise. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a I, conversation. That's not, that's not where I was expecting that to go. Yeah. Um, that's what we like to call uh, a closed question. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really 
it doesn't really allow for the conversation to grow. Yeah, not a lot of flexibility here. My one criticism of this man is that really I didn't get to express myself very much. In yeah, the I mean, like your answers are yes and no, and then he's the onus is back on him. So I think he could really do a better job as an interviewer. That's my critical feedback so, yeah. for this man. We, I wish you could have been there and been as candid and kind as you are right now. But as we're walking along, uh, he asked me if I like Colin Kaepernick. I, of course, immediately default to. I am so nervous that he thinks I'm not into sports, even though I am not. Oh. Like, I would be called. Cool. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. From sports? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not that, like, a man who just asks you for money is now accosting you on the street. Well, that's the thing. That's like an 8 out of 10 anxiety giver, and people knowing that I don't know anything about sports is a 9. Oh, my god. <laughs> like an 8.1. So I immediately just go like, oh, yeah, sure. He's from the ball game. Uh, and then he immediately says, like, but that kneeling shit, right? Whoa. Anti-patriot. Anti-patriot was the time he kept using. Wow, it's we, just because uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, isn't a big fan of the New England Patriots, the football team. <laughs> sure, he's an anti-New England Patriot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's no, just a football thing. Come Colin on, Kaepernick, for uh, uh, unaware fans, including myself, until very recently, or at least until you know news media made it. I didn't watch the game or anything, even though I, know, I do know about sports, so don't even ask. Oh yeah, um, even, please. Uh, I mean, like, not even like, look, there's there's so many sports. Maybe you could just say the name of a sport. Oh, of any sport? Yeah, just anyone. Easy. I mean, one of the main ones? Or yeah, yeah. Like a more well, no, obtuse... I just mean, like, really just whatever comes to mind. Sure. Uh, there's the Smash Cup. Yeah. Is that one? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they get you have to get 15 love inside the hole? Yeah. That seems weird. Nothing hole? but the bottom of the net. Right in the bottom of the hole net. That'll yes. be the chains. <laughs> that's the one, right? Yeah, that's the um, one. So, yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know who Colin Kaepernick is, he plays uh, football. American football, and he's most famous recently for taking a knee during the, the national, national anthem. anthem. And for this reason, this man continued following me around and then began singing. Real quick, though, uh, when Colin Kaepernick took the knee, he was protesting police brutality and, you know, um, people of color being treated unfairly by yes. like, the law enforcement system. Colin Kaepernick was a man of color. Currently is, I assume, yeah, unless yeah. something drastic happened. Yeah, actually, he's still a man of color. He's not really a football player anymore. <laughs> I, too, am a, am a man of color. This man, uh, singing to me as I walk down the street, is not a man of color. He is a white man. Oh. Professional white man. And the song he is singing is what he told me was his new favorite song called Take a Knee, My Ass. Wow. And he is singing the lyrics. The lyrics include the term uh, Kappa Bitch, at least in his rendition. Yeah, you know, I actually remember reading an article about this. Isn't this like... Uh, I don't want to shame a country artist, so I'm not going to say the name of who came to mind. It's I'm Justin Timberlake. To... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought it was by a famous countryman, and it's uh, it's, by, it's by one I've never heard of before. Okay. Neil McCoy. So Neil McCoy, a man nobody knows, um, apart from this one man I'm out on the street, Yeah. Uh, wrote a song called Take a Knee My Ass, and I don't... <laughs> believe the song includes the lyric cap a bitch but he was embezzling this man to give it a little bit more oh flavor my god it's just funny that uh the phrase take a knee my ass actually sounds completely unrelated to take a knee my ass <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it sounds like uh, a friend of yours is an ass yeah, yeah, yeah. take a knee my ass oh, or a weird request <laughs> like take a knee and put it in my butt <laughs> take a knee please place it here yeah uh but yeah that's the vibe i got from that man um fortunately i was able to walk fast and kind of disengaged from the conversation. But uh, I can't, even now, I'm not crystal clear whether he brought it up just because he's obsessed with the song or he saw that I was brown and was like, oh, I know something that brown people know about. Colin Kaepernick, right? You enjoy his work? It's also pretty weird that he would choose a 
divisive thing. Like, like not brave. Only, yeah. Not only is the question a bad question objectively, it is not a good way to start a conversation, mm-hmm. as Kanye West would say. That's a pretty bad way to start a conversation. Um, (laughs) 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 But he's also chosen the topic that has the biggest potential to divide you two, the participants of the conversation. Honestly, I'm starting to think it wasn't organic and that he was leading it there the entire time and that maybe he just wanted to express that he liked the song. It was Neil (laughs) McCoy himself. Yeah, never got the two bucks back either, which was a shame. (laughs) Kind of contributed to a worldview I don't really align with, but too late. Young Jarvis. Yeah. You also had a week. Is that right? That's right. You did do a week this week? Uh, I did have a week. Um, I was going to say contrary to popular belief, but I said that on the last episode, so I'm trying not to become a robot. (laughs) My week was, you know, I was saying earlier, I am the most energetic for how tired I am. (laughs) Didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Didn't get a lot of sleep the night before that. Have been working a ton. Still feeling pretty high energy, actually. Woohoo. Yeah. And how would you, for the listener, distinguish that energy from energy? You know what I mean? You're yeah. tired, but you have energy. Mostly just like I could close my eyes and fall asleep for eight hours like <laughs> okay. at, any, at any moment. Is it physical versus mental? I think that's part of it. High energy mentally, but I kind of feel like I could crash and burn very easily <laughs> within the course of this podcast. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. A glass cannon. Yeah. I. Yeah, I... I what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he exploded. <laughs> There's goo everywhere. That was that was it. That was That was the gas gun and firing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that phrase has always confused me because it typically means like you're a glass cannon, therefore you can go really aggressively but can be broken at any moment. Yeah. Whereas I mean, no, the cannon's going to break the first time it does anything. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah, not yeah. a sustainable method. Right, right, right. This is a one-time shot. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, to to frame it in a way that doesn't just completely defeat the purpose, it is a uh, it is power at the cost of resilience or whatever. Like like a glass cannon is something that has will be able to shoot a cannonball and cause a lot of yeah like damage, but it will also damage itself, and it's like a sort of danger to itself. You're effectively running on like nuclear power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really effective, but you're generating so much tiredness and waste. Yeah. yeah How yeah. long do you think you can keep it up? Are you just going to crash hard today, or I, I, I would one? like to. I, so, in all fairness, I'm not that overexerted. I think I need about you know three extra hours of sleep tonight, and uh, I, I'm really excited about something, and so I like don't want that. But I think that come you know two hours from now, I may. Be like, you know what? It's 9 p.m. I really want to sleep, and I'm just going to do that. What are you so jazzed up about? Oh, just I... I New so, episode of Roseanne, yeah. So we uh, recorded the beginning of this show um, on my on my camera. Oh, my God. Uh, and it will be in my next YouTube video. But I just like... A YouTube video came out of nothing today, and I'm like really excited about that. That's great. Is it mostly vlog? Is it like... Yeah, a- it's mostly vlog. I think I'm, I'm going to go back to the day in the life format um, because I never did it earnestly i kind of did a a joke one and this one's more me as uh my normal comedic voice and not like a a character Mm. uh so it's like me living my day but then like making jokes and like having you know all the hijinks that really do happen in my life like uh instead of the ones that are like more like office style and i'm michael scott and all my friends hate me yeah like it's it's less that vibe yeah your friends do still hate you but it's like sincere yeah yeah yeah. now now they hate me and it's not scripted but it's still very real (laughs) yeah it's not scripted but more caustic i would say they're a lot more verbal about the ways that they hate you yeah and i'm also you know excited to promo sad boys and the youtube stuff because that's been going really well whoop, whoop. so do you hear that in the distance what was that i think it was a z oh no oh my god
Oh my god, it's coming straight at the window! Oh god, oh, wow. Oh my, it's dead. It, the window wasn't open. Oh my god. Oh. We killed the pen pal. What you listeners heard was, uh, was an ADR insert of window glass breaking. Yes. Um, there's no actual damage. Was the... This is all a ruse. We tricked you. The entirety of Sad Boys is a fucking game. And it's scripted from beginning to end. Wake up, sheeple. Jordan's name is actually Alex. (laughs) When it isn't Justin. He's a professional actor and and i'm a cat named diva oh my god the, it's all falling apart it's all falling apart we're all played by the same guy but we found a pen pal we sure did yet another pen pal which continues to be my favorite segment of the show yeah don't let that turn people off from the rest of the show the rest of the show is also fine this is just like when it's good yeah you know like kids like you've always got to have your favorite right sure <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> like members of your family uh pen pals is a segment where we hear from you the listener and we ask you to send in a, a message, either text or voice or even video. But, I mean, don't worry about that. Nobody's been brave enough. No one's been brave enough. Um, and you share with us your experience with Sad Boys. Maybe it's the topic of a previous episode. Maybe it's how the show makes you feel. Anything's fair game. Maybe it's just some random excerpt from the podcast that made you think about something. And you can just send over a bunch of random words. We read every single one of them. Yes, we, we do. We talk about every single one of them. And every episode, we read one of them. Who is our pen pal today? It's OG. It's OG? One of, one of our day ones. One of our day ones. Sarah Yin herself. Sarah Yin. The Lambkin herself. The former lamb- roommate of Jordan Cope's. Longtime fan of the pod and very communicative. Uh, lover boy. The Lamb the Fam name. is strong. <gasps> the la- we are the Lamb Fam. We are the Lamb Fam. She's a fan of, a fan of the pod and also... She's, she's fan of the boys. Sorry, she's fan of the boys and she's also an emotional pervert. And we are Lamb Fam. We are Lamb Fam. And so is everybody else. Yeah, I, I, I think that Sad Boys is a reciprocal thing, right? Like, you give us your fandom, and then we give our fandom back. Yeah. I, I think that that's one thing that's really special about our show. I mean, if you send us an audio recording, we are basically listening to your podcast. Yeah, it's true. So far away. And so, it, and so then it becomes a podcast within a podcast. Now, what I want to say before I jump into this message, if you yourself are thinking about sending us Sad Boys, if it's just like crossing your mind right send now, if you want to send us a copy of our own show, <laughs> if you want to get, uh, I'll send you the script every for Sad Boys. <laughs> yeah, if you want to write an episode <laughs> of the show. <laughs> but if you yourself are thinking about sending in a pen pals to Sad Boys, and it's just like an abstract thought, and you can't decide whether or not to do it, but you have a rough idea, do it right now. Yeah. No hesitation. Write it down, write down the idea, set a reminder, get it in here, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, because uh, one, congrats for doing a thing. Two, we're going to read it. We're going to respond. Congrats for doing a time. thing would be another really good slogan for Sad Boys. Congrats for doing a thing. Like, uh, John Mulaney has this great bit. Like, it's a miracle anyone does anything. Like, do you know how <laughs> yeah. hard it is to not do anything? It's so easy to do nothing. Yeah. And it's always available. Always. You could do nothing 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah it's weird. So, uh, so what does Sarah Lamb have for us? Sarah Lamb says... Hey, sad boys, little lamb here, currently listening to anime, which was our previous episode, yeah. and loving it, uh, and can definitely relate to Jarvis's comment about how anime awakened my creativity. Whoa. Great job, Sarah Lamb. Sarah Lamb, one after my own experience. My first formal experience of anime was Pokemon, yes. which we didn't talk about at all, which is pretty nuts. Well, so, okay, here's the thing. Pokemon was one of the shows that had an anime base, but like 
was heavily edited in different markets mm-hmm. to like kind of fit the tropes of those of those markets like not heavily but like the marketing for pokemon and the fact that things don't always carry over episode to episode there's like this general arc yeah pokemon's pokemon's a weird one pokemon is a peculiar show in that it is effectively the closest thing to a cartoon that is anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's very Western in its uh, construction, yeah. which makes sense because it had a huge Western audience even before the anime came out. The game had enough of a following. Yeah, yeah, because like the, the game came first. That's always worth knowing about Pokemon. Uh, but her first formal experience of anime was with Pokemon. I still vividly remember one morning when my older brother pulled my duvet off to wake me up inside uh, so that we could... <laughs> Dude, that song was playing <laughs> on the way here. Whoa. It really was. Did you, did you save anyone? Save me. <laughs> um, put my duvet off to wake me up so that we could watch the show together. That is so wholesome and makes me smile. That's That feeling of like someone being really excited and waking you up to be like, you have to be awake because the thing that we love <laughs> is happening. The thing that I can wake you up for and you're not pissed at me and I say thank you. It's a shared experience and it's now. Like, what is that for you now, Jordan? Like, what is something where I can pull off your duvet covers and you're like, where did you come from, Jarvis? <laughs> yeah, the thing, I'm so excited about the thing that I don't question how you got into my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I flew through the open-closed window. Um, I think any time that we're hanging out before we go and like get a drink or we go to a party or something like that. Cause that's always this, this uh, precious portion of time. That's rarely longer than like 45 minutes where our energy is both high. We're both curious about what's going to happen. We're maybe having a drink. There's just something kind of magical about it. Yeah. It's very low stakes. It's very open. You don't even have to be that funny. It's just like, you know what it feels like? It's like a low stakes, um, like green room experience before you go on stage <laughs> yeah we're jeeing each other up we're jumping up and down yeah yeah it's like we got this we got this the world we're gonna we're gonna do fine putting on some brockhampton shaking each other yeah. by the arm it's like because we know we we can give each other energy but then when we go out into the world it's just gonna like drain <laughs> like, all of our energy. <laughs> yeah. we run back inside tears streaming down oh my our God, eyes sarah lamb now of course the game was released before the anime and so seeing the characters on screen seeing the pokemon seeing the battles it was amazing love heart yeah sarah lamb i agree yeah. I thoroughly agree. Um, I actually remember getting, uh, I was into the cards before the show uh, um, and also before the anime. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the cards always appealed to me more than the uh, original game because I just liked holding the art. Yeah. I didn't like that I had to take breaks away from the art in the game where we would go back to original 16-bit. And so I was jazzed up when it was like, oh, look. You could just look at a Pikachu. I mean, you're talking to the guy who printed out a bunch of photos of Dragon Ball Z characters and put them in a binder. How were you able to do that while also being like the coolest kid at your school? I don't understand. Yeah, it was a it was a tough double life that I led. You were somehow able to not succeed and I, were only a dork. I mm-hmm, yeah. amazing. Wow, how'd you know? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I still want to know after this, though, Jordan. <gasps> Sarah Lamb, what kind of stuff were you creative about? What did you make? What did you do? Are you still doing it today? Hit us back up. We got to know. What flicked the switch? Yeah. What maybe, kind of switch did it flick? Like we, this is uh, this is the Sarah Lamb accountability corner. <laughs> <laughs> the, the follow-up corner with Sarah Lamb. If I remember correctly from what she used to tell me when we used to live together, I believe it turned on her creativity in the sense that it made her start capturing animals and making them fight other people's animals, which seems odd. That is, like, PETA was not happy no. with her. <laughs> but they were able to just focus on one girl in the Midwest of England, which yeah, is very yeah, yeah. Enemy, kind of them. Public enemy number one. <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> so, thank you, Sarah. You rock. For those who want to send us pen pals, hit us up on Twitter, at Pod. Hit us up on email, 
at sadboyspod at gmail.com. We got open DMs. We got open DMs. And we'll be talking about our experiences at college after the break. Boom. Welcome to the Sad Boys, episode 4003 for the week of April 2083. I'm Jarvis, and I'm joined with a very special guest today. Hi there. It's Jordan from the year 2018. Hey, so happy to be here. Um, always wondered if the show would keep going. It turned out it did. Thanks for time traveling me here. It's been so long since I've heard your voice, Jordan. Sorry, what's that? Not since your untimely death in late 2018. Sorry, I died in 2018. Do you have any questions about the future, young man? Yeah, I guess I want to know why I died in 2018. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have. Podcasts are short now. Wait, but we could send somebody back. You have time travel. Remember to like us on iTunes and leave us a review on Twitter. Does somebody kill me? Is it Jarvis? And as we always say on the Sad Boys, we love you. Please don't let me die. And we're back. Oh my god, Jesus, you could have warned me. Yeah, Jordan, uh, how did how are you already not wearing clothes? Oh, gee, sorry, they fall off if I don't pay attention. <laughs> but, they, like, they just slip off. But yeah, we're, they're, like, on the floor and wet. Yeah. <laughs> how are you so damp? How are you? So fast. So oily. What's worse to be... Moist or damp? I just like the idea that I leave you unattended for two minutes. <laughs> you keep me dry. <laughs> you become damp and your clothes slip off of your body. I always know when it's time for bed as I start secreting a thick oil. <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> oh lock- my god, all the we- listeners are gone. That was so fast. Can we lock up the phrase secreting a thick oil? <laughs> Never to be used again. We, d- we need not lock up the phrase because we will be locked up when this episode gets I released. Like, I'm imagining a Sad Boys poster that just says Sad Boys secreting a <laughs> All block text. All block text. No links, no... The same weight. It's like one of those motivational posters. Yeah. Um, you can do it. Secrete a thick, oily resin. Gross. All right. Anyway, today... Uh, we're both being taken to jail and we're just like, of course, yes. Speaking <laughs> of jail, sense. college is in a way like brain jail. Yeah, as we established, college is brain jail. <laughs> brain jail. Um, to get us started with, with college, I want to place us in our mindsets. Oh, okay. In At the end of high school. Oh, okay, cool. Like, where were you mentally? Like, what was what was life like? For, oh. for a 17, 18-year-old Jordan. Is that when you go to college or is it 16? Uh, it's 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, we only traditionally, an undergraduate is three years, not four. That's right, really right, the right. only okay. distinction. Uh, and also, like, the framing. I don't know nearly enough about American education, but I know that you don't really choose modules as much. Neither does like Betsy a... DeVos, which, <laughs> that's a politics joke. <laughs> politics. God, right. I hope she can keep her job after that line on this show. Wow. Do you think she'll be able to, or I is it going to be too I think she'll be able cunning? to secrete a thick oil. <laughs> Which is to say, defend herself online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a defense mechanism. All mammals have it. You aren't trying hard enough if you don't do it. <laughs> it's like going Super Saiyan. I used to think I could go Super Saiyan <laughs> as a kid. I didn't talk about that in the last episode. No, because nobody would be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I used to like, I used to grunt and, and, and squeeze my face. Gosh. And Just turn, like Goku. Turn <laughs> I would squeeze his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, and I would, like, make b- blood vessels, like, shit oh. in my forehead and stuff. I did the same thing. Yeah. It was just, like, a, it was just from getting excited, though. It was There's that video of that, like, little kid uh, going Super Saiyan, and it's just him screaming a lot. <laughs> so, 
college is three years, you're mm-hmm. 18, you're deciding to go to movie school. I'm 18 years young, and I have decided categorically that I'm not going to university. Or at least I decided that between 17 and 18. Uh, and I've taken the last year off to uh, work, basically. What was that decision like? Um, Not particularly conscious, to be honest. In college, for me, I, I hated school. Really hated it. Like, uh, to this day, resent so much about how the institution... Uh, defaults to point scoring over actual education. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defaults to creating a hostile environment for anybody that doesn't fit a particular mold. It's very by the numbers in that way. It's honestly, I think it is so damaging that it's become a meme and now nobody will actually do anything about it. Like, I think school is in its essence fundamentally broken. And I think a good teacher can solve for that. I don't think it's like a a lost cause, but the system itself is so embedded into culture that it's kind of, we can't strip it away. So we just have to live with this like festering disease kind of nearby. Yeah, it it, is this jagged thing that like has good stuff inside of it. It's like a, um, it's like I offered you a cake, but the pan that the cake is in is covered in razor blades. Yeah, and, and and it's like hold, be careful. And I have to use my hands. Yeah, yeah, and you have to use your mouth. Yeah, and somebody dexterous enough, like a really, really good teacher uh, of one of which is Sarah Lamb, for example. Or if you turn... have a community of friends. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. you can make it something positive. But in my particular case, I was also, you know, the only kid of color for miles around, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just not a great experience for me. So the idea of going to college, where I would be beholden to the same things, despite the fact that I now have all the availabilities available to you as an adult, was crazy to me. I was like, right, I don't right. have to do this. You, you were breaking free of a system that was not working for you, and you were like, why would I spend more time in one of these systems? Why That's would exactly I elect right. to do that? And I think, in retrospect, one of the main causes of that was that I just didn't really have an understanding of the potential benefits. Like, in my mind, it was synonymous with a problem. It was just, oh, school is bad and not being at school is good. Educating yourself outside of school in things you find interesting and compelling, that's how you learn. And school is this weird obligation like eating and sleeping. It's just a thing we have to do for no reason. And that was due to my bad experience. I do think there's a ton of value to educating kids well and opening their mind up to the love of learning. Yeah. And and, that, and co- good colleges will do that for you, will reform yeah, yeah, your yeah. brain in that way. Yeah, and we'll get to, you know, my experience, but I'm, I'm still super fascinated. Uh, so um, you take a year off to work. Mm-hmm. So... What does that What does that look like? What are you doing? Are you working at a restaurant? Are you... Yeah. Uh, so in the UK, you can drink at 18. So I'm working at a bar. Uh, <laughs> so I'm drinking on a course. <laughs> so I'm drinking constantly, looking for a job, air quotes. Um, with job, the place... job is the name of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> job is the name of a park I would go to with my beer. <laughs> oh, look, found one. <laughs> my beer was my best friend. <laughs> so I would... Uh, yeah, I was working at a bar and I was also working on skills that I found interesting. So I was trying to teach myself filmmaking, for example, because my dream at the time was to be a like sketch comedy producer. Yeah. In some sense, either just from a production side point or a writer or something like that. But I basically had come up with the hypothesis that because I'd, I'd educated myself in all the things that I'd found interesting up to that point, right. that all I needed to do was facilitate myself financially so that I could just continue learning independently. Honestly, not not a bad... Pretty good solution, to be pretty honest. Good so- I mean, like all things considered... Good, good work. Yeah. <laughs> now, like compared to, compare it to the experience that I did have at college. There's a ton of value that we'll get into, and there's a number of reasons I'm really, really glad that I went. But it being the only source to learn how to make movies, it was not. Like that, that right. was not the thing I got out of going to film school. So, how did you go from 
I'm working at this bar. I'm learning this stuff on the side too. I'm going to Falmouth. I'm going to movie school. So uh, movie school came up. There is a number of tutors that are getting like uh, a sting in the back of their head every time we say that. <laughs> They're not even listening to the podcast, but every time we say movie school, they're just going like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ah, what? <laughs> movie school and film college were so wrong. <laughs> oh my God, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say the two of them together. Yeah. Four tutors just died. Uh, moving picture university. <laughs> <laughs> they might like that, actually. It's kind of pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, funnily enough, it actually came about because so many of my friends uh, around that time were all about to head off to university and I was coming up to the cap of application. I was like, well, fuck it. Like... I have a fair amount of free time outside of my work right now. Who's to say there's anything wrong with taking two weeks to put together a really solid application, requesting that a few of my favorite teachers write me uh, letters of recommendation, stuff like that. And that's exactly what I did. And then I applied to, uh, I believe, maybe only Falmouth. I think I applied to Falmouth and like two other schools as safeties, but Falmouth was the one I was interested in because I had many friends that came from there and knew that the, the film studies course was really really solid right and i had a few friends that were moving down there unrelated to going to the college so i was like well screw it that's the one i'll go for it's sunny it's nice whatever yeah made the application sent it off got accepted thoroughly surprised jordan cope did not have the, the greatest of grades mainly because he didn't go to the tests but <laughs> how was uh, how was joy feeling uh she was agnostic She's has the exact same view on school as I do. No, she's very religious. Oh, sorry, yes. She was very agnostic. <laughs> she's a Satan worshiper, but outside of that, very agnostic when it comes to but the, agnostic the school when system. it comes to film. <laughs> yeah, from, to, when it comes to movie school, she really doesn't have an opinion. Um, but yeah, she was of the opinion that uh, she also did not go to university um, and became a huge success regardless. Yeah. She just worked hard. That was the solution for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what she spotted, and one of the reasons I think she was somewhat encouraging, was hey, the main thing that you're lacking right now, living in this small town and trying to pursue these ideas, are collaborators. Right. I couldn't find people that were nearly as passionate me as me about the things that I was passionate about. Right. Passionate around me, but like, I was not big into agriculture. Yeah. And there was a very successful agriculture college in my area, so lots of people like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I wanted this feeling of, man, America seems neat. I want to go to a place that feels more like America. Is it college? Um, that yeah, really yeah. was part of the process the answer is it was America and funnily enough the reason I ended up uh, actually falling in love with the idea of doing film despite film not necessarily being my biggest interest at the time I would say uh, game design was probably closer right to this day still is but but certainly at the time uh, was because of Corridor Digital and Rocket Jump the YouTube channel. oh channels. wow I at the time was just in love with everything they put out like completely obsessed yeah um, actually since then I have had the the fortune to, to meet Freddie who, who yeah, heads up Rocket long. Jump and I didn't mention it at the time. I wonder if next time Ooh. I see him, maybe I'll bring it up. Maybe it'll weird him out. But it, it, it is literally, I can name the sketches they put together that made me fall in love with the idea of creating films. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging out with a group of friends, wearing Heelys so you can get tracking shots and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Like yeah. all of those ideas. I, I used to build my own camera rigs when I still lived at home. And I was just like, I wasn't filming anything. I just loved the idea that I could go out, buy some PVC, buy some super glue and make like a, a rig. That's adorable. So uh, it, it, the stars that's just like, sort of aligned. That's the, that's the film equivalent of you putting on your dad's suit. <laughs> yeah, I picked that up. It doesn't fit, yeah. Like, oh, I just want to make my own suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go into the office. And then it's like, you're seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boss, baby. I'm, I'm an boss. Oscar-nominated boss, baby. I'm Alec Baldwin. Oh, ironically, also a boss baby. 
but not a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of bossy and babyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, take that, Alec. <laughs> Good luck still being an actor after that zing on that's this our, podcast. That's our second Baldwin burn of Sad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that was sort of the genesis of me falling in love with the idea, uh, aligned with some career goals that I had, or lifestyle goals. And also, I just wanted to get out. I wanted to Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Stroud and, to this it, day. And unfortunately, Jordan Peele did eventually make that movie, so you're going to have to find, I'm one, so... a new name, two, uh, a new... Passion project. It was honestly so embarrassing. I do think there's a world where if I continued to pursue the film thing and Get Out never came out, I would make a very similar movie. That's amazing. Like, just premise-wise, it wouldn't be based in the same area with the same kind of background, but it would be cool, hippie liberals that are rich yeah, and want to yeah, touch yeah. my hair. Like, yeah, that would be yeah, the premise yeah. of the movie totally. still. Um, but yeah, that was the genesis of it. And once I went along, we'll jump into it a little more, but it, it, it solved for a lot of my fears and a lot of my, my prejudices. Yeah. Young Jarvis. Yes, yes. How did you fall in love with binary school? Binary school. That's 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 uh, the College of Computing. What would be the, the movie school equivalent term that your tears uh, would hate? Uh, telling computers what to do. Uh, <laughs> Academy. <laughs> Academy. Um, Hogwarts for nerds. <laughs> Hogwarts for nerds. So the computing... Playground. I don't. I don't fucking know, man. Real quick, it's interesting that you mentioned that going to college wasn't like a thing that felt like a necessity to do. Sure. Like, because for me, it in my peers, it was like the only option. It yeah. was like you you don't do this, you're like a fucking deadbeat. You know. Yeah. Um, I I think I was. Also, or at least my town, or at least my social circle, was unique in that respect as well. I see, I see. That's a very common UK thing. For whatever reason, I just didn't connect with it. Well, the other thing, though, I, I, I say that, and then I also like will contradict myself and say that f- my peers in school were that way, but then my own family oh. uh, does not have a lot of college people in it. Uh, I, my sister, uh, who like I didn't really grow up with, was the only person who had gone to college in my family. So. Uh, was your family encouraging the idea? Sure. Yeah, they were encouraging. They, they, I was like a kid that no one knew what to do with. It was just like, uh, okay, he's good at school. What do we do? <laughs> um, and so they were like, college? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. That seems right. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's like when a uh, like a vegetarian comes over to your place and you're like, mm, do you drink beer? It's like, the beer doesn't have any meat in it. Like, okay. But it, you'll like this, right? Yeah, you'll like it. I mean, I also have mm, soap. <laughs> like, like, what kind of stuff are you into? Um, and uh, you can sit, right? Yeah, you <laughs> that's can, a thing. Like I, I have chairs. Is that going to be okay? <laughs> um, so what what got me into computing is I, uh, or even the concept of computer science. I kind of went inside unseen, but I had felt a little bit of the glorification of it, not from Silicon Valley, but because I listen to this podcast called Geek Nights, which is still around and has been around for you know eleven, twelve years. Jesus. Uh, and they did an episode on computer majors and they both are like technology professionals in New York. One of them's an IT professional. The other one's a software engineer. Nerd wizards. Yeah. 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 Nerd wizards. And they started this, the podcast when they were like 22 and like had just graduated college. Uh, and now it's like, now they're adults and it's like, I listen to them and it's really fascinating to see how they've like, how they've changed. But they did this episode on computer majors and I, uh, heard it and I was like, computer science, that sounds cool. And I had tried to learn to code and it just, mm. <laughs> it like was not happening. Well, you kept um, trying to do it on a microwave. Is that not how you do it? N- Sorry, are you currently using kitchen utensils to code? Um, no. Oh, yeah, that's fine I, then. I wouldn't do, I use um, One of the forks. main devices. Uh-huh. 
that's not a kitchen utensil. As a computer scientist, you must know what you use to code. So go ahead and say it. Uh, spoon. That hey, very wrong, <laughs> and you lost your job. <laughs> that's not a kitchen utensil. Oh. Sorry. Yes, it is. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I used a spatula. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Because I was like, oh, this seems cool. This podcast seems cool. I'm going to I'm gonna try and study this thing, maybe. Um, and so I started trying to learn to code. I remember uh, printing out documentation for the Java programming language. Not a joke. Taking it to my history class in high school <laughs> and, and reading it like in my history class, going like, uh, I don't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> it was like literally like reading another language because... And now thinking back, the reason it didn't click with me is because a lot of uh, computing education is fucking backwards. Like, they, they're they like, it's as if you were like, I want to cook, right? And then, like, the, the like what do you do if you want to cook? You make a simple dish, right? Uh, you'd be like, hey, I want to make a sandwich. And it's like, great. Do you know how to flambe? <laughs> and it's like, oh, uh, what? Because uh, the documentation was like, this programming language, in order to get started, you kind of have to understand some like really high level concepts that no one you're learning one to program to these like esoteric like design patterns and things. And so I tried and failed a lot. Uh, and then uh, also with my friend Russell. Uh, but I was like, you know, I'm ne I've never been a good uh, self studier from ground zero. That's changed, I think. But um, well, that's a skill. I mean, it's yeah, a I, hard I, thing to accrue. Well, it, it was a very academic self-study, which was different than like the self-study I was used to, which is like learn how to use Photoshop and like sort of learn to use this tool as an extension of myself creatively. This was like so many degrees removed from that yeah. that I just couldn't like connect the dots. It's also probably not as intuitively fun. It like, was not. Learning an instrument, you start to get immediate gratification or like cooking again, for example, like, oh, I cook this didn't taste as good cooked you the next time tasted a little better sitting there with documentation and feeling no smarter after two hours is just annoying. the only yeah agreed the only thing that uh, was was kind of a bridge with that is that on my ti-84 calculator there is a programming language called ti basic uh, and you can write programs in the calculator and i learned that i learned how to write these like procedural like if this then do that type of programs wow uh, on my calculator and I'd write them in chemistry class. And so like the first thing I wrote was like a yo mama joke generator. Like <laughs> this is what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, uh, and that is mostly what you do at, at our company. Uh, which yeah, is yeah, bizarre. yeah. At work now is just kind of glorified yo mama generators. <laughs> um, and so when it came time, so this podcast is really important because when it came time to apply for school, I actually posted on the forum of this podcast. Oh, that's adorable. Hey, I'm deciding between these schools. I want to study this thing. What should I do? And one of the guys who uh, who is a mod uh, on that forum. So still, basically royalty. Roy when you're a kid seeing a mod somewhere, oh you're God. like, wow. That's like being a poor kid and seeing somebody that's a member on RuneScape. Oh, my God. Seeing somebody with a dragon full helm. Game over. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, they were like... Hey, I'm I'm a student at Georgia Tech. I can answer any questions you want. And I was like, well, cool. And and it, people seem to be like a fan of Georgia Tech. And my friend Russell, who I mentioned a number of times on the podcast, was like, I visited Georgia Tech. I think you'd like it. And that was like good enough for me. <laughs> I like actually didn't visit any schools before uh, 
applying to them mm. and i didn't visit georgia tech before i decided to go there dude that's the pro move yeah don't yeah. waste time it was, get those letters out well so it was just like really funny because i didn't have the means to go do this but like it's a sport i feel for a lot of my my peers i went to a high school that had like a magnet program and it was a mix of um it was a mix of uh, of people from different backgrounds but a lot of the people were from um you know upper middle class backgrounds and were able to go across the country to like sure. apply and like tour all these places it's like no i want to i want to see the place i want to feel it out you know yeah. it's like i was like how drop drop 800 for a round trip and that's yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. Right? i was like i've never seen that much money in my life <laughs> you know and uh so i sight unseen choose the major apply get in and decide to do it based on the internet and a podcast and a recommendation from a friend so i had a second order uh tour and a dumb friend i mean we've talked about that on the show before but russell yeah you really want to trust russell with that yeah i know he's listening yeah he's he's a bad one he's a bad boy now that we have a relatively clear understanding of where we were at prior to college yeah how close would you say that your we'll say first year matched up with your expectations oh that's a good question so and what were your expectations? Um, you hadn't been. You didn't like. Yeah, really think about I don't it. know. Like, I, I, my expectations were kind of. I, I didn't even think I could just to place this. Uh, I forgot to put this in my YouTube video, but because I made a YouTube video um, yesterday, but uh, you know, a week, a week ago, probably when you're hearing this, the illusion of the theater. Yeah, uh, about college misconceptions, and when I decided to go out of state to Georgia Tech, I didn't think that someone like me could go to an out of state university. Right. I like that wasn't on my radar. The way that I decided to apply was this random guy named Will said, "Hey, where are you applying to college?" And I was like, "The University of Florida." And he was like, <laughs> "You should apply out of state also." And I was like, "Really?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay, I will." Like that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> and then Will walked into a mist and disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't actually exist. He's a figment of my uh, jarred Vance. Um. And so my expectations were kind of like based on the media. Um, I was like, I'm going to study this thing, I suppose. Um, it's something I want to get good at. Actually, my first year, I um, I was afraid of failing because I was like, I was uh, I got a scholarship that paid for my school, but I had to keep a certain GPA. Mm. Uh, and my first year I was taking chemistry, which I was like terrified of. It was like my worst subject in, in high school. And um Social chemistry. Yeah, yeah, social chemistry. Your ability to engage with other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm great at uh I, I'm great at isotopes <laughs> and periodic table. But, uh, but making friends talking about that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. so much. Um, and uh, I I took the minimum amount of hours. I t I, was, I was taking chemistry, like um, the CS intro class. Like you've never heard of a computer science before. Here's how to program. Um, and like some English class or something. And uh, I actually fell below the threshold to keep my scholarship my first semester. What happened? Uh, they gave me a second chance. Oh, shit. And then okay. I graduated with highest honors after that. Ooh, good gamble. So it was like, yeah, yeah. They gave me a second chance and I was like, I, I got this one, y'all. Um, I owe you. But I think that it was like uh, just not knowing how to manage my time. Sure. And, you know, uh, and then eventually like learning. Went into college with this like goal of becoming a good programmer and becoming Whatever that meant, I didn't really know like what you did, uh, but I was like, I know this will give me the tools to do it, and I ended up like getting so deep into that that I kind of treated 
college a little bit like a trade school. I actually took all of my core curriculum CS classes like by the end of my second year of college. Hmm. So I was, because I was like, I need a job. I need to get a job. I need an internship. I know that's the thing I need. Cause, and I didn't know that that's what I needed when I was a freshman, but this like the fucking first week I was there, it was like, Microsoft's here. Google's here. This is a thing. Yeah. You can work at these website companies. Like these are places on the internet, not in real life. Right. And, uh, once I learned that and once like sort of the game had been established of like, oh, okay. So like we're all competing for like these these things, these resources, and we want these jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was sort of like seeing it as like a meta game almost. Like how do I set myself up for success? Because I just want to be successful. I It's fight or flight. Like I'm just fucking like this kid who if I get a bad grade, I might not be able to pay for school anymore. Yeah. Like it was just very like – The stakes were clear. The stakes were really high. I couldn't afford not to do well um, literally. And so, so the way I solved for that in my brain was like, just take every CS class <laughs> and then, uh, you will be able to get an internship because there's, you know, it's like, oh, we need people with like so-and-so experience or whatever. Have you taken this class? My first semester, I talked to a guy, a recruiter at Facebook who I actually know is a very, very rich man, um, because he led the photos team and has since retired to become a professional poker player. Uh, <laughs> it's like a. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the traditional career path, yeah. I remember uh, I remember talking to him at the career fair and going, I'd like one job at Facebook, please. <laughs> uh, the year is, you know, 2010. Where do you keep them? Yeah. May uh, I have one, sir? No, I think you've got some back there. It's swag that you're giving out. And he's like, oh, have you taken data structures and algorithms? And I was like, no. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> he was like, and you were like, have I taken data? Uh, well, sure. I mean, have you seen my fork? <laughs> uh, Let me name for you some of my favorite datas. <laughs> uh, there's uh, spatula and turmeric. <laughs> Why are you walking away? Yeah. And uh, I that moment was like, never, this will never happen to me again. And so it was Ooh. like, I took every class. You, most of your successes are driven by revenge <laughs> i will never bit, let you down again a little bit i took senior design as a sophomore uh in college so i was like i i just compressed all of it into the first two years of school and then yeah. the rest was kind of fun times and general ed stuff nice it was weird it was that's weird. one of the things i'm very envious of and i think i would have gelled with better is the customization of american schooling yeah uk is a lot more prescriptive you mm-hmm. sign up for a course yeah and you are in some cases, welcome to take alternative courses, but they're not going to contribute to your success of that course. Right, right, right. Like you can audit shit, but it's not going to give you points. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had. I think that the exploratory aspect of college is like very important, actually. And there's so many classes that I took. I wouldn't recommend the path that I that I took. It's just the one I took. If if I had the worldview that I have now, I would be a little bit more in the oh, this isn't a big deal. Like it doesn't really matter camp. Um, but having the opportunity to take classes on architecture and um, language, I took Spanish and Japanese in college. Like I just I've been all over the map. Um, literally and figuratively i guess um and that was a really valuable part of that experience but in terms of your original question which is you know what was i expecting it was like high school again except for i could get out of the shadow of uh uh my former self sure oh i think that's a huge part of it and if anything i'd say that that's the part that lives up almost unanimously like some people screw it up and i certainly did i let like old traits of mine that i was hoping to leave behind seat back in yeah but yeah. it is a blank slate like you yeah, do yeah, really yeah. get to mix it up especially because like one one thing is that i like didn't go to school with any of my friends um to high, high school 
from high school. Yeah, I didn't go to friend. I didn't go to school with any of the friends from high school, and so um, what I what that allowed me to do is be this completely new person. And it's scary because you're like, oh no, I won't know anyone. But the power is that no one knows me. So it's like the other yeah. side of that coin. Yeah, Jordan, what were your like expectations? What were your first? What did you expect out of college? Well, I'm the I'm going to place myself in the position of the listener and say to myself, okay, so Jordan hated traditional schooling because it was too prescriptive. He wanted more flexibility and, and, and more consequences, more potential consequences. And he wanted to only be studying something he was excited about. This is the part in the grand narrative where he suddenly discovers that college was what he wanted all along and everything goes great, right? Right. No, hated it. Oh. <laughs> hated college also. Damn. Um, well, Same reason? Different reason? Similar reasons. Okay. Oddly enough... It took until I started working full-time for me to figure out what the source of this was. Okay. And it was mainly boredom. Oh. I was very, very easily bored. Now, one thing I should say is I did not hate the the time I was at college. I met many of my greatest friends there, including our good friend Sarah Lamb. Yes. I had, like, so many perspective shifts in such a small amount of time that I would say it's one of the most valuable decisions I'd ever made. In no world would I say to myself in the past, don't go to college. Right. One of the most valuable things I've ever done is the main reason I'm able to work here now. Yes. Having also, if you do plan on emigrating, having a degree makes it a hell of a lot easier. I, yeah, that's so, absolutely true. And yeah. By the end of my college time, that was the main motivation. I right. was working part-time for our company in my last year and I was like, well, I've got to get the degree because I want to go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, f for me, college let me down in the sense that it was not a solution to the problems I was having. I think what I had done, despite still holding firmly to my criticisms of the schooling system, I think what I'd done is attributed a lot of my criticisms as, or like attributed a lot of my negative experiences to the fault of the school system right. and not just incompatibility. Right. Like the thing I didn't like about the school system, aside from the things I've mentioned earlier, was just that I never felt challenged and i don't want to phrase that in a sense that i was too smart to be there yeah. i meant that the consequences always felt so fuzzy like quite often we would be learning only to pass a test not to get smarter oh yeah that's and one of my biggest pet peeves i just i remember distinctly in uh one of my last years possibly my last year of high school i was in a psychology class and psychology was by far my favorite class when i started yeah. i thought it was fascinating i really liked the teacher and i really liked the format about a third into this course into this this psychology module it was suddenly revealed that the rest of the course would just be studying for questions that were statistically likely to come up on the test. Oh. And I felt like jumping out of the fucking window. Yeah. No explanation of the logic behind any of things. Oh, these no, things. not even that. Or like a cursory logic, like a reference, maybe watch like half an episode of House. Yeah. And oh, they're like, this dear. is how alien brain works. And like, okay, I mean, I like House, but is that really all we're going to get? Yeah. That's a real thing that happened, by the way. Oh and then God. they would just go, okay, memorize these names because you're going to cite them. And memorize these quotes because that's the thing you have to quote. Oh, my God. Not why or from what book it's that's from awful. or from what purpose. That was just – that was the uh, epitome of there is, what I don't like. There is a, a degree of structure that is very – like, so your, your qualm is, like, a very real one. I think that you can structure courses to be about why you're learning. I think I, I had the fortune, the good fortune of having a lot of courses that were like that. But – no matter what, because things have to, at the end of the day, translate to this, like, grade scale. Yeah. Um, there is this inevitable point in, like, the first day of a class when it's like, and if you'll turn to the syllabus, uh, you can see that 
The year is divided into fourths. Each of those four things will have a quest associated with it. <laughs> you will find 25 rupees at the tape to the back of your... And it's you like, require it's, X amount of XP to get a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, uh, you can go... Um, you can either show up for tests one, two, and three, <laughs> two, and four, yeah. or just take the final, after which it will count for 100% of your grade with a modifier on your attendance score. And it's yeah. like... How? What? <laughs> but the yeah. reason, I mean, with all that in mind, though, the reason I still loved college as opposed to high school was that despite the fact that that was all in place and that you could just do the bare minimum to skate by because there weren't really any major consequences, my main motivation for going to college and the reason that I think I found it so valuable was because it did put me in a position full of collaborators. And yeah. it did put me in a position to meet people that weren't like the people I grew up around. And it put me in a position to challenge myself and to improve my health and to uh, ask questions of myself that were previously comfortable. I learned skills that I was formerly dependent on my mum for providing. It's it's a really great training wheels version of adulthood that I'm glad that I got out of the way. Yeah. I don't want it to sound as though I'm bashing college as an institution. What I'm really bashing is my assumption that it would solve for all of the introspection required to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that introspection in my case happened mainly in my last year and in my first year of working. It yeah. I think that the lie about college is that college itself is the thing when in reality it's like hey after you leave home you're going to start going through a lot of transitions and you're going to ask a lot of big questions and you're going to have to go to school also and, and there's <laughs> going to be other people who are going through that same thing and that's the whole like point is that like uh that exposure to it's the shared experience and it's the fact that like you're figuring out the answers to life's big problems for you while you know a, a thousand other people are also doing that yeah and i it, think that's very valuable i think so too because like when you a lot of people are like sort of poo-poo the idea of college and going to it at all but that requires a very specific type of person because like otherwise you can become very isolated like, yeah. or at least, at least that was my fear for myself. Like, I'm like, how am I going to meet people? I'm not that good at that. <laughs> sure. Like, social chemistry. Vacuum, like, when you when you're 18 and you just go from like high school to like the real world, the only friends you can meet are coworkers. It's like you can't. And then everyone else is like already at some. You never meet someone who's exactly at the point in life that you are. Yeah, so, sure. so it's like, all right, now I got to go home and feed. I was going to say feed the kids, <laughs> which is a thing, I guess. <laughs> they have a bowl, yeah, yeah shared yeah, bowl. Yeah. And um, and then you're like, oh, well, you've got to feed the kids. I don't have a life yet. I yeah. haven't like built anything for myself. My wife is pregnant, so I'm kind of there, but not like in the same way. Like, there's yeah. a, a lot of that misalignment is really just the source of people being unable to relate to one another. Yeah, because a lot of people like clear frames of reference, whereas you can relate to people like tangentially if you really try totally. But that's what's nice about college is that you are placing, and to some extent, school also, although there are elements of the school system that make this actually more challenging than it needs to be. But one of the nice things about college is it's, it basically says, hey, you all have this kind of easy job. It's like, yeah. there's hard elements to it, but it's not that hard. Like, you, you don't have to do stuff it's every like if day. You think, and if like, you think about, like, if I, if I compare the difficulty of, like, my current job with, like, the difficulty of college. Oh, it's comical. It's because college has these clear answers mm -hmm. there's like right answers to everything and you get feedback structured like feedback in the form of like oh you got you got the good grade you got points on how it, good a human you it are literally being. didn't matter how you got there yeah it like you could you could 
you could be the person who just learned the test by staying in uh, office hours and talking to the professor and not understand any of the material, or you could be the person who intuits it and doesn't have to study. Uh, yeah, or you could be the person that never read any of the assigned books and instead would just Google inside of uh, journalistic search engines for quotes relevant to their topic, and then they would copy and paste them directly into their article, uh, into their paper rather, and then uh, write around the quote as if they had done the research, like theoretically. Yeah, 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 just theoretically, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Shouldn't you obviously, shouldn't, no. and like you'll get a good score, and there's really no reason not to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, but you shouldn't. Do I it. mean, like, yeah, like one thing that you know I would never do, but like would work in theory is mm-hmm. to, um, you know, simply go to a Wikipedia article. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you can't use Wikipedia, but Wikipedia sources are listed, so mm-hmm. you just like can source the same sources of Wikipedia and then c- come to the, some of the same conclusions. And as and, long as you aren't. Yeah. You, it's not plagiarism if you're uh, describing facts with different words. So. And I mean, you you could even get to the point where you're effectively rewriting the exact phrasing of the Wikipedia article with small changes in how it's presented. Theoretically, Theor- you could do Theoretically, that. it would get you a, a, a passing grade or even an outstanding grade. Sure. Maybe with highest honors. Maybe, Who's to say? maybe with highest honors. Maybe and, it's the entire basis of your entire degree. And us, we would, of course, wouldn't do that. No, uh, never, never, never. We've read all of the main books. Yeah, uh, all the main ones, like uh, the Bible. Yeah, it's a big and one. Uh, uh, the what goes around comes around. Yeah, that's and other, Cormac McCarthy, I think. Yeah, there's uh, you know Plato and his. Did I say the Bible? Uh, no, no, no. Bible no. So two's the Bible, there as well. Bible two. Electric Bible. Ne- next, next testament <laughs> on the left. <laughs> Three X's next testament. <laughs> that's the third one. The radical testament. The radical testament. Uh, but yeah, in conclusion, college exists. Is, exists, yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give for someone who is about to go into college? Wow. Okay, I'm gonna back up one step, and I'm gonna give some advice first to somebody that's undecided. Okay. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm really going to just like reframe the value assessment. Because I think in my case, I made a lot of assumptions about what college would do for me as opposed to what framing college would give me to grow. Right. And that's really what it is. It's just a bunch of scaffolding. Yeah, it is just a bunch of scaffolding. So here's like a rough structure for you to work in. You kind of have a job and a thing you can go and do every day. But the degree to which you engage with it is optional, unlike a job. Um, And it is excellent adult training wheels. And for that reason... I would encourage anybody that is financially comfortable. And I should mention, I I was not in a good financial position when I went to college. Right. It is feasible. It's hard. And I I, I don't know what the funding methods are like. In the uh, UK, you got a loan, basically. Uh, You you can get multiple types of loans that have subsidies from the government. And you can, you know, do work-study programs. And you can apply for scholarships, grants, all all kinds of financial So if if doing so is feasible for you, and this is a decision as opposed to just a dilemma, like if this is a a thing that you could or couldn't do and you can't decide, don't value it based on what the college can do for you. Instead, instead, judge it on the basis that it will be a place for you to grow and make decisions. At no point is the college going to make you grow or give you the opportunity to make right, decisions right. and develop. This it's is just a framework. It's a framework. And if you're willing to dive into a framework and get a little weird, that's fine. Also, if you're interested in developing an understanding of a particular art or you're looking at an art school, 
don't go there exclusively for the education. Don't get me wrong. It's a really great place as a forum. Like, it's a really good place to discuss ideas and to, uh, uh, like, reflexively debate. Right. Not the best source to learn the thing, to be totally honest with you. Like, yeah. the internet, as much of a cliche as this is, is a fucking incredible resource. Yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. that I know about film, I learned online. Right. The things that I thought about film that were then corrected are things that I learned in classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a great new source of information, especially when it comes to art, because so much of it is interpretive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you feel really passionate about the course you want to take, and it's financially feasible, consider more than just the degree. Consider yeah. that it will be a scaffolding for you to develop. Consider that you will meet people that you both love and hate there and that that's going to help you become more of a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also, like, really good to think about in terms of, like, your your place and opportunities in the world, like, the country that you live in or where you want to be. Like, if you have to, if you need a degree to immigrate to another country, sure. like yeah. the States, like, that's, that's a strategic reason to get a degree. Um, in the United States, like, it is just way easier to get interviews if you have a relevant like bachelor's yeah uh or you know master's or whatever um and that is not that is valuable unfortunately you know what i mean um like you need this sort of armor to get through this boss door like you can like a lot of people can do it without it, but it's like kind of like a trick and you have to like clip through the wall. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and don't uh, be ashamed if you do require the armor. And it's like if you want to put on the armor and walk straight through the door, that's fine. Sure. Like that's a perfectly uh, okay thing, but kind of know what – like why I, – I guess just knowing like the options is, is, a, is a really good thing there. And if alternatively – you want to start a comedy and culture podcast with some very bizarre analogies that's also an option right yeah yeah you can do that i mean not that we would if we can start one and only 50 percent of us is cool wait we can start one yeah we should i'll talk to you about it later but i'm thinking we should start a show called bad soys where we review different types of soy sauce oh i actually i love that idea there's a z in there but it's gonna surprise you where oh wow (laughs) number it's it's, a buzzfeed quiz it's it's buzzfeed with a surprise z number four will surprise you um Um, but yeah to to extend that to advice to people that are about to go to college and they're kind of uh, jazzed up and excited i can give some universal advice regardless of what your course is get really really good at project planning that's like boring pragmatic advice but I learned to be good at product project management in like the last three years. Yeah. And it has changed every element of my life. When we planned yeah. this show, it was a tightly managed like project. We didn't it's just true. say, I'll come around and we'll figure something out. No, we like created we docs, we tracked things, we made moves. Same goes for college. I think back to my version of myself in college and the fucking, the liquidity which with which I dealt with tasks. Just like, oh, I'll just figure that out at some point. I wrote nothing down. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. I would remember I had an essay in a couple days. I, I, uh, I did the same thing. I almost as like a point of pride was like, Psh, I can keep it all in my sure. head. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that that's something that anyone cares about. Yeah. Um, Do yourself the favor. And also, this is not like a skill only for squares. Like every single human being should have this skill. Yeah. And it's also really easy to get. Like you can spend a couple days learning this in your set. Like for me, uh, I took a class on software project management. And I didn't see the value in the class. And I was like, this is lame. 
I don't like this class. This all seems pointless, blah, blah, blah. I just want to go into industry. And I did an internship and I was like, oh, fuck, that's the whole job. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like, I, I was like, y'all need to not, y'all need to move this later into the, you know, progression. Like, cause once a kid works at a job, they immediately see the value in this class. Yeah. And now it's like one of my favorite classes, but it's, it was a joke of a class to all. The, it's like, I could like go into a student lounge and hear a bunch of like sophomores, like bitching and moaning about that class mm. and be like Psh, this is so dumb it's like never gonna matter <laughs> i know everything <laughs> and then you're just like no you just don't <laughs> it's just very hard is the yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to impact other elements of your life as well i mean if you're if what turns you off about it is eh, i don't want to be a project manager it doesn't matter at all like you could move into freelance podcasting and the skill you need is to track your time is to know when you should be editing is to know when you should release content like it's going to make every element of your life better including your leisure time yeah like playing video games with your buddies is going to feel a hell of a lot better when you know for sure there's nothing you should be doing yeah i i don't buy into the whole like i'll feel it when i feel it like, yeah. type of like even if you're an artist I, I i really like taking a project management approach to to creating yeah i think when i feel it when i feel it it's one of those things where sure that might be the case seems a bit convenient that that's also the easier thing to do yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like maybe you are just magic but also maybe you're lazy yeah, a little yeah. bit no 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 it's like um <laughs> it's like i have to for my art hit the snooze button yeah oh dude i'm the kind of person that no joke for a very long time was convinced that i can only really be effective when i'm right up close to the wire the, I have to be giving in the essay within 48 hours. Yeah, that's yeah. when I'm really able to write. It's like, no, that's just the only data you have. It's yeah. the only time you've done it, so you think that's the only time you're good at it. Uh, Mr. Johansson. Uh, that's me. How about you? That's me. How the, oh, he's got to go. Oh. <laughs> I meant Johnson. Forget How this. I don't about want to. Me? Oh, actually, I, like, I kind of like this guy. Let's I stick with this him. register. Um, That's uncomfortable. So my advice, I like the step back that you took, Jordan. Um, If you were considering going to college, um, think about what you want um if you if you don't know what you want i actually recommend college if any mm. if you can afford it like if you were in a place of exploration and you don't actually know which direction to take that in i think the college is a really good framework for that if you can afford it it's going to be stimulating at the least it's going to be stimulating and it's going to offer a lot of different like courses college in many ways could be like the buffet like you don't know what food you like so you went to a buffet to try a bunch of different food <laughs> Uh, you know when you don't like the food you like? <laughs> you know when you're a, a recently awoken clone? <laughs> like, what do I like? I see the tattoo on my back says chow mein. <laughs> uh, no, it says uh, it has a lat long. Um, but, but yeah, maybe that's a weird metaphor. But the, uh, like, if, if you don't know, like, hey, I want to dig deep on film. Hey, I want to dig deep on this thing. Um, it, but you hated the fact that high school was just five stale subjects that never changed that you couldn't experiment with. Like go to college, do something exploratory. You will probably like find yourself in that, in that experience. Um, but if you feel really confident about where you're going, how you're going to meet people, how you're going to build relationships, uh, and community, have a network that you can tap for the rest of your life, which is kind of a weird thing about college that is not talked about a lot like the fact that you just know people who are now you like bought their stock early yeah in in, in terms of like communicating with them it's like oh uh, he was kind of awkward at a party but now he's the ceo of facebook so <laughs> i'm just gonna hit up mark whose number hasn't changed uh and like that's that, that's also legit um and also, if you're struggling to choose a topic and you, if let's say you know you want to go, you know you want that unique experience and that like reference point for the rest of your life, right. but you don't know what to study, 
the thing you're interested in is fine. Yeah. Like, it does not have to be the most pragmatic solution oh, ever. Yeah. There are plenty of options for pivoting. And the thing that will excite you the most and the thing that will ultimately educate you the most is pursuing a thing you love. Yeah, you're looking for a thing, not the thing. Yeah. Like, seriously, just, like, try stuff that seems interesting to you until it's not interesting anymore and then switch. And that's kind of what the real world is going to be like also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, a little bit more structured in their grades. But wish you the best. Hey, that's college. We summed it up. You actually might not need to go now because we've kind of taught you everything you're going to learn. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, um, and we can like kind of connect you to our, you know, Rolodexes. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, summary points in conclusion. Text Mark Zuckerberg. Um, that's actually it, actually. That's that it. would be the main one, yeah. That's it, yeah. Main takeaway. All right, uh, well, we cracked the code. <laughs> we busted it wide open. If you would like even more of this whole thing we call Sad Boys, Jarvis, where would you go? Um. Well... You'd probably go to the place you found Sad Boys in the first place, but um, and then look for more Sad Boys there. You know, if, if I'm just being pragmatic. If you want to talk to us on social media, though, you can find us at Sad Boys Pod on Twitter, Sad Boys Pod at gmail.com on the emails. But I only want Jarvis. Where do I go for that? Oh, that's at Jarvis. Just kidding. Nobody Twitter. is going to do that. Who uh, would just want you? All right. Well, seriously, that's crazy. Right. I'm laughing because it's like and what? I'm Jarvis Johnson on YouTube, Magic Jarvis on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Jordan Cope. <gasps> yeah. Gordon Jope. That's me. Justin. Justin here. All right, Steve. Tell us where to find you. <laughs> this just in. Um, Justin slash Jordan is available at Jordan, A-D-I-K-A, one word, Jordan Adika, on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch and all the things. Um, you can also just, I don't know, if you can figure out my phone number, you can just give me a ring. Yeah. And, uh, or or send him a send him a pen pal, and if you want to do that, <gasps> just send it over on all those places. Yeah, ask us any questions. We respond to everything. Jordan, we do have fun. We do have fun. I haven't said that one in a while. We haven't. We're bringing it back. It's a new year. It's April, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're, we're kicking off it's the show with a April. bang. <laughs> it's yet another April. New year, new, new April. April. Same old me. Uh, Jarvis, um, we close out the show the same way each time, right? We do. We say a particular phrase. Cool. And if you are currently listening to us in transit, particularly from public, please say it out loud as we say it. Yeah. And loud. Very loud. Directly at the bus driver. Very loud. We'll say it all at the same time. Three, two, one. We love you. And we are sorry. Boom! <laughs> Boom always makes me so happy. Boom!